Hey guys, thank you for checking out Bucked Up. Just before we start, I would love if you'd hit the subscribe button, like, share the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And starting in the new year, check out Wrapped Up exclusively on Vivo. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, they're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now he fucked 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 up. Now you have fucked up. Can I ask how old you are? Yeah. Are we on right now? Yeah, I guess we're starting. No. <laughs> not because not three years ago, like, I really like hearing that, like, people making that decision. Because uh -huh. some people <laughs> think they're done. Some people hit a certain time no, no, or no, 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 no. age in their life, and they think that it's over. Like, that's the circle that they're going to be in for the rest of their life or cycle. No, I mean, you, you, you make it what you want it to be, bro. Like, every fucking day that you wake up, you decide what you want to do, you know? Like... Is this, you know, no, like you, you to follow a dream, you have to abandon reality anyway, right? Because yeah. reality always is telling you no. Reality is always say get a job. Reality is always say it's not going to work. It's too many. Um, you don't have what it takes. Why would they listen to you? Uh, what's going to make you stand out? What's going to make you different? Everybody else is doing it. Is that reality though? That's that's the that's resistance from others. That's the other people telling themselves that. So you feel it too. Correct. And so you know, you you you've heard the saying many times about um, if you show me a man's friends, I'll show you who he is, right? Yeah. So the people that you surround yourself around, you know, the mentality of the people that I grew up around. What I'm I'm a fucking unicorn. Like seriously, the projects where I grew up, I'm a unicorn. This doesn't happen. You don't you don't you don't see, you know, uh, somebody doing what I do and for how long I've been doing it and the 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 elevation of like come on like it, being your own boss correct like, it doesn't happen it doesn't happen no one teaches you that because the people who are around you aren't doing that themselves yeah yeah I feel the same way like no one told me I could do my own thing until I started doing my own thing yeah that's why I'm so like uh, interested in what that decision you made like three years ago was. It was just I had gotten to a point where, you know, I wasn't fulfilled. You know, my soul wasn't being filled. I was making music. I had put some projects out that had, you know, were successful. Um, but, you know, I knew I could do more. You know, I knew that in order to get to where ultimately I thought my talent would lead me, I had to be out there more. Yeah. You know, I had to do more. And I couldn't do it, you know, behind a desk, uh, you know, eight hours a day. And, um, you know... What were the first steps you took? The first steps I took was um, just saying to myself, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, if we're going to have the conversation, we'll have the full conversation. Like, I also started, you know, the process of a divorce at the same time, right? So it was just a whole, like, life, like... How long were you married? Oh, man, we were together since I was 16. Um, so about 25 years. 
I know how th- my whole like uh, childhood was surrounded in a bad divorce, so I know how intense those are and mm-hmm. how emotional and how yeah. much time they fucking take over. So, yeah, so it was, was life changing, right? Yeah. And it was just like, you know, moving into an apartment. You've been with this person your whole life. You move into Since an apartment. 16. Mm-hmm. You move into an apartment and, uh, you know, no furniture. Right. Literally like nothing. And uh, like a fucking air mattress. And um, I remember I remember laying on this on this air mattress. Right. And I, and I remember saying to myself, I got to get a fucking bed. Right? I said to myself, like, I got to get a fucking bed. Yeah. And maybe a day later, I get a text from my uh, my manager saying, hey, somebody wants to do a feature. This is what they're paying you for the feature. And I was like, holy shit, that's a bed, that's a frame, that's a mattress. I, this is it. Like, that, that, was the, that was the moment that I was like, yo, fuck everything else. This is what I'm doing. Do you believe in, like, higher powers, like? Do I believe? Well, I believe. Do you believe in, in luck? Like that? I no, I don't believe in luck. I think you make your own luck, right? You you because that happened the next day, and there's too many of those coincidences in life for that to but be. But this like, is this is uh, ten years of grinding, though, to get to that day. One hundred. It takes ten years to be an overnight absolutely. success. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. this is three albums, four albums later to get to that day. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was it was cool, like you know, and I was like, okay, like this is an affirmation, and then maybe a few days later. I get another yell, another feature, and this is what they're paying you for the feature, or this is what they're offering you for the feature. So I was like, all right, cool, you know, like I can do this, and it's just like figuring out the play, like figuring out how to, how to maximize each moment. And once I figured it out and started, like, you know, learning some other some other routes of income, I was like, okay, bet, like I can do this, like yeah. I can do this, absolutely. When was the last day at work? Uh, September. I think I think it was September seventh, two thousand nineteen. Wow! If I'm not mistaken, September seventh. So the eighth. Were was, you just like? Were you scared? Were you excited? I were was you? fucking. Um, I was rested because I slept late. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that you know, first night. Oh, yeah. My fucking god. You quit or you get fired? I, I let I let myself get fired. <laughs> I did this. Thing, I yeah. let myself get fired. Yeah. It was crazy though. You know what's so crazy? <laughs> Um, the job actually <laughs> recently reached out to me to actually come back. Like it's so crazy, you know. I did sales for um, I did sales for uh, Optimum, uh, Altice now is what they're called. Um, and I was, you know, I was a very good salesperson there. And so, like my my supervisor literally hit me not that long ago. I was like, yo, like we would love for you to come back. I'm like, yeah, I got fired. He's like, don't worry about that. Like, you know, we we you're I'm on I'm on other shit right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like I've been I just been you know moving around. But um, when I left, I woke up the next morning and I like you, you felt light as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, like shit, like that feels so fucking good, and um, it felt great, it felt amazing, and then it, whatever day that was, let's say that was a, a Wednesday. I know starting that weekend, I was in a studio every day for about 163 days straight, I believe. Like I like I forget what the count was. It was like either it was like a, I was doing I did music for like 163 days straight. That was like the last number that I counted on. Happy? I, I've never been happier. Yeah. Never been happier. When you do in your own shit. It, it feels better than fucking. 
<laughs> Seriously, I have to yeah. tell people all the time. <laughs> no, I say that because like I used to drink a lot, mm-hmm. uh, have a little bit of a drinking problem, okay. and uh, no matter how fucked up I got, like nothing is as good or as bl- good of a blackout as the experience on stage. See, I'm I'm very and like one of the reasons why I wanted to do your podcast is because I'm very uh, interested in the mindset of people such as ourselves, right? Because we're megalomaniacs at our core that we feel like we need to get on stage and convert this trauma that we haven't resolved, right, into something that gives us validation from other people. It's the weirdest shit in the world. It is really weird. Oh, I know. Like, I'm because people will say like, "Oh, I love." whatever i listen to and you're like but i hate like i'm a crazy person this is the only way i cannot be like an insane person to think that the joy that our arts can bring to people has to come from some of the darkest parts of us is the wildest shit in the world to me yeah well you it was funny that you were saying show the people you hang out with and i'll show you who you're gonna be because like i A.A. Rashid uh, posted this thing where it was like, you are the combination of the five people closest closest to you. And that is true. And I think about that. And it's funny. You said, it's not funny. You said, talk about divorce. But like, what started this podcast was like a breakup. And my ex telling me like, the people you're around are holding you back. Like, and at first you're like, yeah, fuck you. Mm -hmm. I don't realize that. Like, I don't want to realize that. But then you start realizing like, it's 100% true. You know what's fucked up about me? Like, um, <laughs> you know how some people suffer from, like, an attachment issue? Yeah. I suffer from a detachment issue, you know? And it's fucked up because I... Maybe I don't value um, relationships as much as I should because I know they're all fleeting. And so I appreciate the moment for what it is, but I don't get too wrapped up on it right like i don't take things personally like um you know like in this industry like oh he didn't like my post or he didn't whatever bro you know because it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day because somebody liking a post somebody making a comment somebody retweeting whatever the case may be it doesn't change my trajectory it doesn't change the mission i'm set here to do you know so i don't don't get i don't get caught up in that shit you know but the detachment thing as far as like the people that i grew up around it was always kind of like fuck them Right, I've never mm-hmm. been the hometown hero. You know, they always wanted it to be someone else, but unfortunately, it isn't. Or maybe fortunately, it is because it's, a, it's an example for people to say like, "Yo, fuck it, bro. Mm-hmm. You gotta fucking follow your passion." And and like I said on like my like Suge said on um the song CEO Suge, everybody can't go. Yeah. Like where you're headed, everybody can't fucking go. It's it's really it's funny because people come up to me and say to my face like. Oh, it's like crazy what you're doing. It's a compliment, but it's like I know in the back of their head they're like, I didn't think it was gonna be you. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't think the like underdog. Yeah. And then I hate so you said I have an attachment issue, I would say to different things where it's like I like get addicted to the numbers. Okay. And I hate that. Like that's okay. I'm starting to get numbers. Like okay. finally after like, you know, people think mm-hmm. Like, honestly, people think the Conway episode's like my first episode ever. Which is when, fine. Uh, it's fine, but I had 140 other episodes like, before that. Like, 10 years of making overnight exactly, success, right? Exactly. Like, and that's totally fine. But now that I get those numbers, it's like, oh, I want more. It's like, why should I even care about that? I, I didn't care about it before. You know, um, they asked Bob Marley, I'm sure you've seen a clip about, is he rich? Yeah. And he talked about mm-hmm. numbers have no end. 
So if you if you if you're basing it on numbers, you know, then you'll never be satisfied. Yeah. I feel good when I feel when when it's coming through me and I'm and I know and I know that this is one of those. Yeah. That's when I feel that so it doesn't matter, you know, um what it looks like on the gram, you know, because that that shit is fake, like is. realistically, like so we we know we know you know we we use it for what we use it for, but that shit is not real. We really use it for like self affirmation. At the end of the day, like making it or to make ourselves feel good for that serotonin boost of like. Okay, I'll go with that. People, that's really what it is at the end of the day, and it is a good way to connect. But that's not what everything else is about. Like, yeah, I the, mean, it's a fucking picture. Like, it, it's a vanity yeah. fucking real. It's and this is it's good. This is gonna sound vanity, but it's not because this is real. Like, this is a real feeling that I was angry at myself. On Thanksgiving, I was out in Detroit. It's funny, I'm wearing this shirt with Danny Brown okay. and Hannibal Burris. Mm -hmm. And we're at Danny Brown's house smoking a joint. Okay. And I didn't get a picture with them. Mm -hmm. I was with Danny Brown for a week, didn't get a picture with mm -hmm. them. Hannibal Burris is one of my favorites, didn't get a picture with them. And I was like mad at myself that I didn't get a picture with them. Mm -hmm. I was like, literally, I was like, it was Thanksgiving. It was literally Thanksgiving. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't I ask them for a picture? And I'm like, why the fuck do I care exactly. that I want a picture? I just had that experience that literally if I had told myself two weeks before that would happen, I would be no way. But I literally was, and then I have to be mad at myself that I even cared about that yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, but it's the self-realization of where you are. Like, I was having this conversation maybe two days ago, maybe, uh, maybe, three, maybe three days ago. Like, there's so many dope things that I've been a part of that I've never posted. Yeah. Because I know I was there. Like you can't like when the story gets told, you can't fucking say I wasn't there. Yeah. And so that adds more mystery to it. Like everything is not for everybody. Everything is not for the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's there's a there's a level of mystery that I try to um maintain because those are my favorite artists. I don't know shit about Rakim. I didn't know fucking nothing about Rakim <laughs> growing up. I couldn't reach out to fucking Nas via social media. I couldn't reach out to uh Black Thought. It didn't exist. You know, I couldn't tell Common unless I bumped into him that I thought he was dope. You know what I mean, it just didn't happen. You know, so to you see it as detrimental. I don't know if it's detrimental, but I think you miss out on the magic aspect of it mm -hmm. because there's a there's a magic that happens when I listen to fucking um, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Um, there's a magic that happens when I listen to uh, Culture Club. There's a magic that happens when I listen to Stevie Wonder because mm -hmm. I don't have I didn't have the access. All I have is the memory. Right. So I never had the option to be rejected by him saying, yo, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm like, yo, get it. Why are you in my DM or seeing that someone saw it and didn't respond? Never had that opportunity. So there's a magic that exists between this person who's able to create this world, whether it be a Spielberg, whether it be a Spike Lee, whether it be a fucking Scorsese, whether it be a, a Bruno Mars, whether it be a, a Eric Clapton, whoever these people are to take you out of this world. Yeah. And, and, and they almost seem like foreign to you. But now it seems like because everybody wants to rap. Everybody wants to produce. Everybody wants to be a fucking a comedian online. Everybody wants to do it, right? So it kind of takes it away. You know, like, yo, my man raps. Well, bro, I've been doing this for fucking 20 years. I've been rapping for 20 years. I've been active in a game for 10. Yeah. Like, no, he can't fucking rap with me. No, he hasn't earned it. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? That is... It is true, and it's like... um. 
all those people you named are creating things for themselves and put the work in for themselves. Like, people get mad at me that I don't ask questions that would get like the headline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what's gonna what's gonna get the most views? But I don't really care about that stuff. I'm having a conversation that I want to have mm-hmm. with you. Like, even what we've talked about before is like makes me feel good about how I think. It's not about like, oh, what's your next project coming out? And of course, I want to. Yeah, I mean, that's whatever. But like, you, you, we, I, I do that. That's what that's what the, uh, that's what the gram is for, right? That's what social media is for. Like, I feel like podcasts such as this and people that are using them correctly. I think this is why Rogan is so good. Yeah, because he allows the like the fucking the breadth of people that he brings on there, you know, and then allowing them to really like just fucking talk and get a chance to see who the person is. And a lot of times, you know. Um, you you meet persona before you meet person, yeah. right? And so I've always tried to maintain who I am, and it's been it's been you know this has been the question that's been asked of me from my management team, from people on PR, like who are you? And I'm like like who I am is not what you want to sell. You want to sell a persona, and I I don't I feel like that's the corniest shit in the world. The people that I grew up idolizing, like real time people I could touch, they were the realest motherfuckers I ever met in my life. Do you think it's changing and swinging in the better direction or the worst direction? Um, like to be honest, I don't know because I only care about me. To be totally yeah. honest, right? You know, I could I could look and see. But you're creating what it sounds like you're creating what you want to create. Yes, and I've always done that, yeah. and, and I've been blessed that people have gravitated towards that. You know, and um, you know, Huss Kingpin, shout out to Huss. Um, he 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 reminded me of something. That's, that's my guy Irish over there, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's why I brought him with me. Uh, he, he, <laughs> absolutely. He had to make his fucking appearance yeah, exactly. known, his presence known. He, um, he, he had made a, a post on Twitter about, um, you know, the current wave mm-hmm. and how everybody is on this current wave right now. And he was like, yo, like if you were doing this pre-2011, pre-2010, like drop 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 a, a song, a video, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what, Huss? I I will. I will drop one. Yeah. And so he was like, bro, like, you know, like he was like, um he was like, that's right. Like I remember when you when you were selling out vinyl before that was even a thing. Damn. And I was like, Yeah, bro. I was like, Yeah, but but my What thing, made you want to do that stuff? Vinyl? Yeah, like the re- it wasn't it wasn't even me. I was just in the right place at the right time. The first producer that I worked with, my first project was produced uh, by Kenny Dope, who if if you guys hear this and you Google him, he's fucking one half of Masters at Work, like the Quincy Jones okay. of house music. Yeah. Seriously. Like from uh CC Winans, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, everybody he's produced for. And so um he's a vinyl collector. So he's like, we gotta put it on vinyl. And I was like, okay, I don't fucking have a record player, but if you want to put it on vinyl, we put it on vinyl. What year is this? This was we dropped our first single in two thousand and nine. Wow. And I remember I did a show in Japan. I don't even have the single. I don't even have it. And um it came in these forty fives with these decorative sleeves. And um I was in Japan and I, I was in uh, Yokohama, Japan. I did a show and at the end of the show people wanted me to sign shit. And this this man and this brother and sister was like, yo, we went to New York to get this because we knew you were going to be here to have a sign. I was like, I don't even fucking have this, bro. I have like a, uh, I think I might have the, the test press, but I don't have. In Japan. The, in Japan, Yokohama. And you had a 
real, you had a day job at that point. Yep, I had a day job at the time. I had a day job at the time. Hated it. The day job? Yeah, I've never, I've, I've never wanted to work. Who the fuck wants to work? I know, but like, did you? I mean, I don't know. Some people are crazy like that. Yeah, those like, are fucking some insane. I, are crazy like fucking... that. But I mean, that's so crazy. You're in Japan, and people are saying that they're making these flights for you, and like, and it's still another ten years until you don't work a day job. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's but crazy. it doesn't feel like it, probably. Yes, it fucking felt like it. What are you talking about? It doesn't feel like it. Are you fucking crazy? I don't know. You're, you seem a pretty happy. You don't seem worn down I'm by not, the world I'm not, but does yet. it fucking feel? Yes. <laughs> it does feel Hell like it. Oh, yes, it felt like it. Every fucking day going yeah. to work and, and then, you know, like watching people, man, like... um. Like one of the guys that I still like is, that's maintained a very solid relationship with me is Mayhem Loren, right? And I remember going to Rap is Out of Control. They, I don't, you got to find a video somewhere. All and right. it was myself, him, and Action Bronson. And we fucking destroyed the cypher. We fucking killed it. And, you know, Action is where Action is. Yeah. Mayhem is where Mayhem is. And this time I'm working. And I'm like, fuck, I just got to get, I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. And, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's, it's definitely been humbling, bro. It's, it, I, I wouldn't change any of the story. Yeah. I wouldn't change any of it. Did you think you needed humbling, like looking back at yourself younger? You know, maybe. You know, maybe. <laughs> like, 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 but but it's funny you say that because there's this uh, artist, an OG, um, from where I'm from, uh, like we had, so where I'm from, I'm from Passaic, New Jersey. You hear me say Project City all the time. That's the projects in Passaic. Um, and we had artists such as K-Def and Larry O. Okay. Uh, Larry O is from Hackensack. K-Def is from um, Passaic. He's from Madison Street. Um, excuse me. Oh, I fucked that up. He's from Henry Street, the Henry Street mob. And um, we had, uh, you know, we had World Renown, who was signed to Warner Brothers. Um, and... Seven Sean, his grandmother was apartment 2C. My grandmother was apartment 6C. And so I was very, um, um, uh, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say cocky, but yeah. I was very confident in my skill. And so I wanted to show, you know, I wanted to be like, yo, like if you fucking rap, let's rap. Yeah. Like that's where I was. So it was always on go. And I remember they did, um, they did the real live shit remix with Ghostface, I think, and uh, Capadonna. And, um, you know, we went. Like, we cut school and shit, and we went. And I'm like, yo, like, let's rap. And my man is like, yo, Sheet is the best. And he was like, what? Like, this little nigga, if you don't get out of here with this. But, you know, I had to humble myself because sometimes, you know, your your presence intimidates people. Like when you're walking, you know it, when you're yeah. walking in your truth, your passion, mm -hmm. and, and people aren't, it makes them feel uncomfortable. And so I had to kind of like not temper that, but I had to recognize what it was, right? Because you, you minimize yourself for no one. You yeah. are who you are. The fucking elephant doesn't tiptoe around the jungle. Yeah. He's the fucking elephant, you know? And so, but you, you're aware of your space. You're aware of your presence. And so... You know, maybe I just wasn't ready. I had to fuck up money. I had to um, really deal with interpersonal relationships. I had to reconcile with my parents. A lot of shit has transpired in that time um, that made me more, um, you know, uh, better better prepared me for all the shit that goes on now. So you didn't have, like, imposter syndrome? Of trying to be someone else? 
or just like not thinking you don't deserve what you have. No, I've never. So, so my aunt Geraldine, uh, what up, Aunt Jerry? Uh, she, I was in seventh grade, and um, I remember I came, I came, I used to stop by her house every day on my way home, and she would, um, she would drink. And she's have like these little nips of Bacardi and shit. And so, um, but I used to go over there and I said, my 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 vice is chocolate chip cookies, right? So y'all know, fucking love a chocolate chip cookie. And so I would go over there, I would eat cookies and shit, and I had asked her for like two dollars or five dollars or some shit, and she was sipping already. And I had on like, um, you know, a hat, like a trench coat and shit. And she was like, yo, take this shit off, like take these glasses off, like. Be yourself. Like she was like, like who the fuck? Like who? Who are you supposed to be? And and I told her that. Like from that moment in seventh grade, it was like, yo, like who the fuck am I supposed to be? I am supposed to be me. In seventh grade. Seventh grade. And um, who are you trying to be before? I oh. was trying to be probably rappers that I saw. That that might have been Slick Rick. That might have yeah. been um, you know. It, but but it was just like yo, like I have to be me. But when you say not feeling like I deserve what I have, it was the other way. So I didn't feel like I deserved the drug addicted parents. I feel I didn't feel like I deserved, you know, fucking no hot water. I didn't feel like I deserved no fuck. I didn't feel like I des I feel like I deserved the more. Yeah. You know, but I knew from everybody that that I um, studied from from Malcolm X, from Michael Jordan, from LeBron James, from Floyd Mayweather, you gotta put in the fucking work. I I knew nothing was gonna be handed to me. I know it's not gonna be a song with me and Special that puts me at a hundred thousand followers. I know it's not gonna be a song with me and Freeway. I know it's not gonna be a song with me and Nas. It's gonna be me doing the fucking work, yeah. and I'm committed to that. And that's why I grind the way I do. Who did I come up here with today? No one. What was I on the phone doing? <laughs> Working. Working, doing your own right? thing. Yeah. So that and that's that's me. That's me. How much time did we spend together at my event? A good amount of time. Right. But I, yeah. what was I doing? You I was were politic and talking. You were. How many drinks did I have? None. None. I don't drink. Are you sober? Sober. 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 How many puffs of weed did I have? None. Zero. It's a fucking job, and I treat it as such, right? Yeah. And um, you know, some people, you know. It, they ingratiate themselves with people because of the smoking and the drinking and shit like that. But I'm, I'm here to do the work, you know, period. Always been like that? Never drank in my life. My parents were that, uh, addicted to crack, coke, uh, drinking. That was in my move. Like, I just saw And it never looked fun. Like, I, like, my boys did it. It never looked fun. Yeah. The throwing up and shit. Like, no. 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 Like, I, like, they would go to strip clubs. I'm like, yo, you know we can fuck for free. Like, why are we going to the strip club? I feel you on that, yeah. Like, you know, like, why are we spending money? Like, you know, like, the fuck? Like, yeah. let's, let's, let's go fuck. You said chocolate chip cookies. You have any vices? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah, I have vices. I fucking don't wear the same clothes twice. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I wear the same clothes twice. Let's not, like, but, like, for, um... Like, white tees and shit. No, white tees, socks, um... I just wouldn't want to go to the store that way. Sneakers, like, it's, it's bad. Sneakers? Yeah. Damn. Like, I, if you could find a photo of me on a gram with the same kicks on maybe more than twice, you... So you, you like that. You have that shopping bug. Yeah, I like to spend money. Yeah. I like to spend money, bro. That's, so, that's some real... It's a problem. It is. I like to spend money. I was... It's crazy to think that, like, you can get 
an advance or bonus, and I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. and blow it in a single purchase. That's a fact. And of people can, can do that easy. Of course you can. 100 grand can be gone in a single purchase. Yes, like, that's a car. That's uh, the right watch with yeah. no diamonds in it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, stop getting fucking bust downs and devaluing <laughs> the value. Like, like, don't do that. Wait, tell me about this because I don't know anything about watches. Okay. You mind if I smoke? No, of course not. You, you know, I just did an album with XP. I, that's why I was so surprised. Hey, this game? I love that album with XP, Thank but I was you. surprised that you didn't smoke. No, no. <laughs> I'm sure I got a contact. I'm sure I could piss out. I, I would fail a piss test. But, um, <laughs> like, so the the Rolex, for instance, or the Audemars, uh, when you put diamonds that aren't factory diamonds in those watches, you decrease the value of the watch. But it makes it look. It makes it look terrible to me. Like, I'm a classic guy. You know, so I, I, I grew up watching... Um, you know, unfortunately, the dope dealers in the neighborhood, and uh, yeah, I, I can't even shout his name out because you know, no, no. <laughs> I understand. But um, Mr. President told me uh, when I first got my hands on some money, he was like, "Yo, get you a Rolex, right? Get you a fucking Rolex, and you'll have money forever. Whenever you need to get money, you'll have it on your wrist, and you can go get it." And I didn't listen to him at the time. I was like, "Fuck, I should have, I should have listened to him." Really? Yeah, I should have definitely listened to him. Uh, Definitely, like he had he had the presidential uh, with the blue face at the time. Now he has a red face in it, and um, and he has the Roman numerals now. He had to change, but um, he was like, "Yo, like you have to invest in certain like this. This is an investment. Fuck how it look, you know." But and he was like, "And don't get no fucking non factory diamonds in it." So I didn't understand at the time. I'm like 18, but then as I started getting more into watches and got my first watch, I think at 23, 24. Uh, it was like, okay, all right, cool. What was your first watch? My first luxury watch was a fucking Movado, which I still have. Um, then it was uh, a Tissot, and then from there I had a... Uh... See, I feel that with art. Like, now that I'm getting, mm-hmm. I want to, like, inv- buy art. Like, I see pieces, and I'm like... You got to come to my house. That. Yeah? I got to show you. you. You're an art guy? And, and it was by... Um, affiliation right so one of my best friends is actually uh, an artist he paints he he draws um you know he does canvas work as well and um i was just so amazed that because when you draw you're using both sides of your brain mm-hmm. so i was like yo this fucking guy i actually and, didn't know that i yeah. said mm-hmm, like oh, i knew you but do I didn't. You use, <laughs> use both and so because he's like yo like your your writing is just as vis- vivid i said yeah but like these words already exist, right? I'm not making up new words. You're fucking pulling images that you like. You're pulling out like it's crazy to me. It is crazy. Yeah, man. But so, you don't think that you paint pictures with like? I know I do. Like I know that's my gift, the ability to paint the picture. But I'm using words that already are in the ether. They, like there's a book with all these words called yeah. the dictionary. There's no book of what the fuck it is that you're pulling out of your head. I mean, some people do porches and shit, but like these original images that he's drawing, I think are crazy, you know? Shout out to Corey Cooper, um, Cooper Project. You can check him out on the gram. But there's another amazing artist. Like, I've never seen anyone use this medium before. His name is Will Swink. And uh, there used to be a, a club in Boston called Church. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, I played that. Okay. 
that's why I brought Irish. I'm 24 years old. Okay, well, I, I have Irish, a little. Irish. This was about uh, what, maybe 10 years ago. They would have closed it down probably within the last, yeah, like seven to ten years. Okay, so we did a show up there. Myself, I believe, Apathy. I be- yeah, Apathy was there. Uh, and uh, we we rocked up there. And um, so this is serendipity, right? You, like you said, there's no such thing as coincidence. So I'm literally on the gram. And I'm and I'm like, I'm like yo, I need a fucking album cover. <laughs> I need an album cover for this fucking first brick project. Like, what is it gonna be? And I saw this picture, and immediately, as I'm reaching out to this person via DM, I get a DM from him. Really? Same time. And that's the album cover that you have on. I'm gonna tell you. Because I love that. I love that. So, so thank you, thank you. So, so I saw, so I send it, and he's and he's sending me a picture. He sent it like he sent me. He was like, "Yo, there's this picture on your gram. I was wondering if I could use it for an inspiration piece." And I'm like, "Yeah, you can use it for whatever fuck you want, but I'm reaching out to you because this picture on your gram, I want to know if I could use it for a cover. Like, how long you been doing digital?" He was like, "You know, this is not digital." And I'm like, "Well, what do you do?" And he was like, "Yo, I got a studio down in wherever the fuck he was in New Jersey at the time, way down by the shore." And he was like, "If you're serious, like if you could come." Tomorrow, boom, boom, boom. Now it was a snowstorm. It was snowing. I was like, you know what? I'll be there tomorrow. Damn. I go tomorrow, me, my wife, my son. And um, I had this whole idea of what I wanted to be. But when I get there, this fucking guy, Will Swink, he doesn't draw. He carves images out of wood. Really? Stains it. He takes maps of where people is from, makes it the clothing. It's fucking You're out You're going to have to world. show me this guy I, I, afterwards. I will. I, yeah. It's out of control. It's out of control. These pieces, I've gone to his galleries. I've gone to his shows. They go for like 10, 15 grand a piece. Damn. Out of fucking control. He's like, he says to me, and then so we, we go back to church. He was like, I'm like, he's, I'm like, how do we even follow each other? He was like, you don't remember me? Like, we met at church. I'm like, church? I don't go to church. He's like, no, we met at church. We met at the show, like the show up in Boston. I was like, oh, you came to see Apathy. He was like, no, I came to see you. I'm like, wow, that's dope. You know what I mean? He was like, you don't remember? I'm like, well, you know, there's a bunch of white boys there. I don't, you know, everybody, yeah. And so, um, and so Will Swink. It's an Apathy show. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. Shout out, shout out to Apathy. Shout out to Apathy. Shout out to Apathy. But um, he, he, um, he did a cover for a piece called Brick and Mortar, which never came out. And then. I was like, yo, we're going to do this other project called First Brick. And that's what you see. And he did the first brick. Like, it's it's a fucking... And the, and the pieces, is that wood? Yes. I got it. You got to come. I, you it. watched... A, I was watching an interview you did. And I, in the background, yeah. you have it. I didn't realize that was it wood, wood, though. That's insane. It's cr- yes. It's fucking wood, bro. Because that's such a crazy piece. Who does that? Damn. And, he, and I have two of them sitting in my fucking living room. Two and of them? Two of them. Wow. I got and you message each other at the same at time. At the same time. On a Friday night. So art is the there is something about art that's different. Like yeah. as you said, like the creating something that is crazy. You like out of nothing. I can't do it. I I can't. I can't, like my dad's a drummer and I feel that with playing in, do you play any instruments? No. Like it's kinda wild that someone can play an instrument to me. It's wild to me that there aren't only ten drum patterns. Yeah. Like that there's 
But what do you feel about like rap flow, like flows or patterns? Oh, I think like cadences the... are amazing. Like I, didn't... that's everything. Yes, that's literally everything. Um, f- I I, start... I don't know. I shouldn't say that as a no no as, I as mean, an outsider. But, you're, but like... you're a listener, so for you it could be everything. Yeah. But for me, like um, there's um, so my youngest son is he just turned eighteen. And uh, we listen to music all the time. This is what he and I do. And so he put me on to, um, I forget the kid's name. The one that's, <laughs> the one that's locked up, I think, is y- YFN Melly. Nelly? Oh, yeah. Y- uh, YNW Melly. YNW Melly. So he has a song with, um, he has a song with uh, Little Uzi Vert, who I love. I love Lil Uzi. Love Uzi. I was just talking to Bub Styles and Chubbs about I was wearing, uh, how I love Uzi because I was wearing my t- T-shirt love Uzi. for them. Yeah. Love him. Amazing. Um, we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Yes, right. we will. <laughs> All right. I love Uzi. Um, and they have this, uh, somebody else on the song, I forget who's on the song, and Melly is rapping. He's just regular rapping. And then there's like two bars where he changes up his cadence and goes into this whole, and, and like I've made my son play this song for me so many times. And I, and I tell my son all the time, I said, your dad has been listening to music his whole life. He's been a fan of music his whole life. Music has been his life. I said, if you sat me in front of that fucking beat for a year, I would have never found that cadence. I would have never found it. Yeah. I would have never found that pocket. And I said that to someone else. And they were like, yo, like, because we were talking about Uzi. He was shocked that I listened to Uzi. I'm like, yo, do you I'm shocked you listened to Uzi. Are you too. crazy? Uzi, uh, Dom Tolliver, uh, Playboy? Uh, play Cardi. I just saw Playboy like last week in Boston. I was front row for that shit. I would rap. Every, and I'm a huge fan of you. Like, I'm a huge, I like it music all. Is music. So, music is music. People are so dumb. What's my man's name? This, uh... uh. People feel that way with comedy. It's like, I like really dumb, not dumb comedy, but like. Like Nick Swartzen's one of my favorite, but okay. I also love really smart, like really like Chappelle, right? Exactly, Chappelle, or even like Doug Stanhope, or like um, Trippy Red, right? Oh, love... Trippy Red's so, so good. He has a song called "Love Scars 3. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, it's it, it would have been it would have been uh, '90s R&B. It's fi- like like there's so much dope shit. Like I've never been. I like what I like. Right, so yeah. like, like I don't give a fuck who doesn't like it. Like I like what I like. So I've never been in that box. I'm like I'm not I'm not a purist, right? I'm not a I'm not I'm not that guy. Like I don't want everybody to sound like me, because then I wouldn't. Then what the fuck do I need to do it for? Yeah, I like the fact that like the Migos for them to find that pocket. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like are like, bro. I sit in front of beats and I write rhymes, right? You know what I mean? And is and it's like. To find those pockets, like, and people don't even know the nuances, right? Like, so when I listen to, you had Conway up here, right? Yeah. So when I listen to Conway, there's so many nuances. It may sound like it sounds the same if you don't know what you're listening for. Premier said this a long time ago. If you don't know how to listen to hip hop, you're going to miss it. Yeah. But there are so many different little variations of his flow, right? That if you don't know what you're listening for, you'll miss it. Oh, he just, no, no, he's listening. Yeah. You know, you have to find that breath, that pause, that 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 elongated word and the energy behind it. Like that's how I feel listening to a lot like who I like when I talk about cadence, it's not even that. It's I'm big on it. I'm like a fucking spiritual white girl when I talk about energy. Okay. I love energy. Crystals, and <laughs> yeah, okay. crystals not so much. <laughs> they help me heal my calf, but that's okay. beside okay. the point. Um 
I meditate and I do yoga. Okay. Like because the spiritual white girls got dirty feet. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't like dirty crazy feet. sex. They got the waist beads. You know what I mean? No, not type of that. <laughs> but I like energy, and it's like the energy behind music. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by the podcast Woody Two Shoes, hosted by comedian Thatcher Wood. Other than being a really good friend, Thatcher is one of the funniest comedians and podcasters I know. A Woody Two Shoes is available on all podcast platforms. It's a comedic podcast where he interviews a different interesting person each week, and they get into a bunch of different topics. Uh, you should subscribe to his YouTube channel, too. At 100 subscribers, he's given away merch. At 500 subscribers, he's given away a PS5. That's right. Yeah, a PS5. So make sure you go subscribe to Woody Two Shoes on YouTube and uh, follow Thatcher on Instagram at Wood Two Shoes. Two is in the number. Wood Two Shoes on Instagram. Let's get back into it. It's the case. Like, you can tell when someone's making what they were put here to make. I believe it. Because I listen to... Um... A lot of older music, right? So I listen to, um, like, let's say Hall of Notes, right? So mm -hmm. I was listening to Hall of Notes a couple of days ago. The past few days, I've been heavy on Culture Club. Okay. And there's one particular song called Time, uh, uh, Clock of the Heart. And when you listen to that record, because I believe in perfect records. I believe in perfection. I think it happens in an instant, right? I believe perfection is just like a blink. I agree. Like it's not really sustained, but it's a blink, and you can get a glimpse of it. And on that record, the Culture Club record, uh, Time, Clock of the Heart, it's a perfect record. Everything is in place. Everything is in key. No one else could have sung it the way Boy George sung it. And there's a part, there's a bridge, which we don't have in, 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 in current R&B um, they're doing it more on the pop side, specifically the English pop. Um, there was a bridge, and it's just three. It's just the word "time" sung three times, and the way they did it, it's fucking per. It's flawless. No, but, there are those moments oh, in songs. It's that's... flawless. It's flawless. It's fucking flawless. The drum when um, on um, "Dreams" of uh, Fleetwood Mac, mm -hmm. when the drum comes in, that's a perfect moment. That's a perfect moment because the song. Um, Rain only, and uh, what is it? Um, thunder only happens. Yeah. So it comes in as the thunder. Yeah. It's fucking like it's 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 beautiful, bro. That's why, honestly, I don't prepare anything. I didn't prepare any questions for you. I didn't. I listened to your music anyway, so like I got to listen to it a little bit more, Thank like you. knowing you were that. coming in. But I already listened to it. Okay. Like, I like conversations and how. <clears throat> imperfect they are and how it can be that perfect moment where maybe someone listens to this and they hear one sentence that mm -hmm. changes them or one thing that they connect to because you mentioned joe rogan earlier and i don't really talk about how he affects me on this podcast because of how people feel about him okay. especially people in the comedy world but when i was young i had Stuff around me wasn't positive. No one was teaching me positive things. And I was in, I got like full tuition to private school. So I was around really, really wealthy, perfect people. We did air quotes. It, it was listening. the air quotes for people listening. Yeah. And then I would go home and it would be a shit show. Yeah. And then when at 16, I started listening to Joe Rogan and as silly as he was and he smoked weed and didn't give a fuck, he cared about being his best self. 
yeah. and like working on himself and through these conversations. And that's why I do this is like, I want someone to hear me talking to you and it affects them like how when I listened to him when I was younger and it made me want to take care of myself. I think that's deep because like my other issue as a, aside from my detachment issue since we're fucking uh, having a free therapy session here. <laughs> that's what this is. Is um, I have to force myself to kind of live in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even think that big. I don't. E- I don't even think that far that someone's gonna hear my music and it be effect. It affects them in that way. Like it's weird as fuck because I've gotten so many DMs from people telling me that they, my music helped them through a really hard time. Like there's this one particular song called uh, "Beautiful Art Tortured Soul" on the 15 Minutes in Queens project, and it's some real shit. Like I'm talking about some real shit on there, and um, you know, some dude was like, "Yo, I was like thinking about taking like ending it." And I heard this record. I'm like, wow, that's fucking wow. deep. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, and, and I'm smiling because it's that nervous energy. Like, wow, that's fucking crazy that someone could hear something and it affect their mood that much, right? But I learned how to love listening to fucking music, bro. Listening to, like, I was a little kid. There's a song called uh, Silly by Denise Williams, right? I get goosebumps. Like, I can't even listen to it sometimes, right? And as a little kid, my mom would play this record. And when her and my dad would fight, like, if I came home, I would knew that there was an issue. If that record was playing, I knew there was a fucking problem, Yeah. right? And I knew as a little kid, pre-fucking first grade, that if that record was playing, that something was fucked up. And I knew I never wanted to be that guy in a song. I knew what fuck, fuck loving a woman i just knew i never wanted to be that guy in a song yeah and so you know when i heard songs like um girlfriend by bobby brown or if it isn't love by new edition or um you know fucking you know i want to learn how to love like that i want to feel like that like what they're singing about like so we get these cues from music the shit that we hear you know or when you hear things that make you fucking think like uh uh that's me in the corner that's me in the spot losing my religion by rem you know or you hear fucking um jeremy by uh stone temple pilots like these records that provoke thought or you hear just this fucking angst and smell like teen spirit like you hear all this shit or 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 um Black Steel in an Hour Chaos by fucking like there's so much shit going on inside my head all the time yeah. right that is like all these songs are moments and moods and snapshots and just like my emotions can, like you know you fucking see NWA walking through the I Have a Dream kicking the fucking pit like yo that's a fucking moment you know what I mean yeah. it's just like music is crazy like the shit is incredible bro it is it is crazy it's incredible and that's why i do feel very honored coming in as like a fan and an outsider Mm -hmm. like because i have that same thing i mean when i say rap is all i listen to it's all i really listen to Mm -hmm. there might be a few artists here and there that i but as i get older i just dive in heavy and i listen heavy to it but i have those songs in my life that like are those moments. Yes. Uh, and it's funny you're talking about the... There are those... The, that song was created and it was supposed to be created in that moment. 
There was like it couldn't have existed anywhere else. Like we're talking about perfection. It's funny. Like touch the sky by Kanye. Like I'm younger. I'm twenty. I'm twenty four mm-hmm. years old. So when I was young and I heard that song, like that song, just reminds me like no matter what, like dark shit. You know, with dark shit with my parents, like that was the happy song. Like that yeah. was the song that would bring me happiness. Like and, and when touch you're the sky, like going through a moment now, you can go back to that song. Yeah, I. That's the problem. Is I feel like when I was younger, I had such an attachment to like certain music, okay. and now there's so much music out, and I love all of it that it's harder to have like a long term relationship and with us. Project when or you asked song. me earlier, that's where the magic is being lost. So yeah. that magic, like you have to continuously put out so much content to just remain in people's, you know, sight line. But you lose the magic. Where I, there was a song that I could play um, and dissect for a year, mm-hmm. you know, before people started putting out music, you know, like "Touch the Sky," right? So that's when the mixtapes and shit started coming in a little bit heavier. But you could just rock with that song until the next project came out. Yeah. You know, you had your five or ten albums that you listened to for the year and you were just good to go. Like these are the artists that you fucked with. And so like these songs got you through. That's why, you know, um, to go to a, it doesn't, ex- you know, when I went to Rock the Bells and I saw like they just want Nas to perform Illmatic because it, 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 stu- it stood the test of time. You know, Ray, we just need you to do the purple tape. It stood the test of time. Lauren, you just got to do the miseducation. Because those but they songs, don't like those albums any. I mean, they could. But the artists, we grow. My favorite yeah. song is my next song. But the the feeling that that created for so many people, bro. Like, to, to, watch, to, to watch people who I grew up with see Nas on stage, right? Because I know how it makes me feel. So to... Um, to just watch them because, you know, I'm an observer. So so I'm watching them and I'm just like, yo, like this shit is crazy. This is like, you know, all over again for the first time. And it's just yeah. like very few things have that effect. Maybe maybe sex with a new person for the first time might bring you or really good sex with someone to bring you back to like, wow, this is like reminiscent of the first time. Or, but what is it that we do on our day-to-day lives that makes us think about the first time we've done it? Yeah. Not driving, not making a meal, not getting dressed, but like music. Like I remember the first time I heard this. I remember the first time I saw this painting. I remember the first time I watched this movie. It's art. But isn't it weird like that that's beautiful that that guy came up and told you how that song that yeah, you crazy. made affected them him. But you also might have a different relationship with that song than he does. Like, yeah. like episodes of this, when people come up and say they like that episode or what, whatever it is, it's almost like I don't like that. Like, I'm always on to the next thing. It's almost weird to hear people like stuff. You're artists, man. But like, you feel that? My favorite are you song. Hard, is- you're, are you hard, do you not like your old stuff? Um, I don't listen to it. But, uh, That's good to hear. A lot of people come up here and tell me that they listen to their old stuff, and I don't believe them. I, I, it's very hard because I'm always trying to, like I said, my favorite song is my next song. So, no, I don't listen to my old stuff. Like I, I, I don't have the time really to listen to it. Like um, yeah. I might, you know, I might fucking be on a, a, a car ride and like, oh, let me listen to this. But like, listen to my old stuff? No. no. Yeah. Like um. I was talking to Buck Wild yesterday, um, and we were talking about, you know, getting back in. We did a project last year, 
Great uh, project. Thank you. And shout out PQ. I love yes, PQ. Yes, yeah, shout out to PQ. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Dope artist. It's super dope. Another see art. Yeah. Like like he came, he was one of the first artists, and I've had a lot of artists on this podcast, but he was one of the first to come on. And I go, I try to go if you've noticed anything about me. So you there there's no there's no Griselda features. Mm-hmm. No I got two albums with Spesh. He's not rapping on no songs. Yeah. Right? Um, I do my own thing. So everybody was using certain artists for their artwork. I have none of that. I found PQ because Screwdini, uh, Screwtape, who I was talking with today, actually. Oh, really? Um, I, saw the, I thought it was fucking phenomenal. His art's so different than anybody else he and shout out to p because he shot he, he was like yeah i want to thank you so much for you and i was like yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah and it, um but but it spoke to me it was dope and it spoke to me and i knew people he reminded me of me that he just needed that look and everybody's gonna be fucking with you bro yeah like, you just need that look come on i'll give it to you everyone i show his art to as many people as i can because the, the second they see it they're like they love it and I love the cover, and I want to go back to your talk about Buckwell, but okay. I do want to give PQ his shine for that Absolutely. because Absolutely. he has one of my favorite pieces up in my apartment that I have. He gave like that's dope. Yeah, he's a dope artist. And PQ, guy. I need a I need I need a print of our album. <laughs> like I, I don't even have a print of it, but um, I got I actually I got to send him his his vinyl. I got some vinyl for him, but um, so I was talking to Buck yesterday, and uh, he was. He was bigging up the the project, the RX project, mm-hmm. right? And he was telling me how dope he thought it was, and I was like, "Wow, that's fucking crazy! Like, this is Buck Wild, yeah, you know." But you got like Rock Marcy producing, yeah, 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 yeah it's that. crazy, crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Rock Marciano, <laughs> yeah. but that was um, XP. He has a relationship with Mark, uh, with, with Rock, and uh, he brought it to the table. It was a few tracks that he that he presented, and that was the one that we picked. Um, and uh, X had actually just sent it to me. Like he was like, "Yo, I re- yo, like, we got rock, boom." And I was like, "Oh shit, okay." And so um, I laid my verse, and I was um, got J Royale. Originally, that track was gonna be myself, uh, me and X, J Royale, and Willie the Kid. But Willie just, you know, he's super busy right now. He yeah. wasn't able to, to drop the verse. But um, Shout out J Royale. Yeah, sh- fucking awesome man. dude and ra- amazing rapper. T- amazing, yeah. amazing. Past guests, go check out that yeah, episode. Yeah, like fucking out of out of control with it. You know, one of my favorite artists, and um, you know, I've shouted him out in many interviews, telling anybody that wants to listen, if you fuck with me at all, if you value my opinion on anything. The fucking uh, Baltimore Housing Project album is a fucking classic. So good. Would you classic. guys ever make a tape together? We talked about it actually. Yeah, we talked, to, we talked about. It. We, we, I mean, we talked about it for a while. Um, that I, you guys would work so well together on a full project. I think so. I yeah. think so. I, I fuck with Jay Heavy. Baltimore like, and Jersey. Yeah, project like, and I, I tell them all the time, like, yo, like, as much as I say Project City. How the fuck did I never think of a title to housing project? I'm yeah. so fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we got to be the housing authority or some shit yeah. like that. But um, talking to Buck yesterday, oh, yeah. right? Sorry, talking I'm, to I'm Buck. A bad host, <laughs> like, right? I'm a terrible storyteller. <laughs> so I'm talking to Buck yesterday, and he's just telling me how much he likes the RX album, and we're talking about um, Sinners and Saints, and I'm like, bro, like somebody had a. I had did another show and they had asked me about the song, Office. Like I had, I, I I've been doing so much work that I forgot about the album. 
dead ass. Like, no, I like, feel I you. Forgot I forgot about the album. I know exactly. People will be like, I love that. I'm like, what? I, I did that? No, like, I oh, totally shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got exactly. So dude. I fucking, so I'm doing the interview and my man was like, yo, like, let's talk about the, the album you did with Buck. And I'm like, oh shit, I did do a fucking album. Yeah, let's with talk about Buck. Yeah, wow, I did do yeah. the album. <laughs> and he asked me about this record called um, uh, The Blue Hood. And, um, like, I haven't heard the song in so in so long because he's asking me to process behind the song. And I'm like, I just remember, like, writing the song. And I remember, like, immediately after recording the song that, like, I didn't listen to that record <laughs> because it's, like, so eerie. You know what I mean? The song is about being a white cop killing a, a black person and knowing that they were going to do it. And it was just, like, I had to go someplace to, like, inside to, to, to write that record. I'm like, yo, like, uh-uh, I didn't really, you know, so like when you talk about the relationships that we have with certain songs, yeah. like how it differs. And so that song, I think, is important for the culture. But like for me personally, like, yeah, I, it just always felt weird. Where like, do you go when you write? When you say you go to a different place? Because I know that I know what you mean, but where do you go? <sighs> See, I, I, I seldom... Um, if you listen to my music, I don't I don't really write a lot of bragging raps, you know, about, you know, me. Is it's more You're a painter. Thank you. And I try to always be that, right? And when I tell you it's gonna sound cliche as fuck, but really the music dictates what I write. I listen to the music and it like I don't have these preconceived ideas of what the song is gonna be about. So the muse comes to you, you don't look for the muse. It comes it come and, and when and when it happens like it's it it happens. Like I'm not a guy that writes every day. I don't write every day. Um, you know, I pretty much go to the studio, and that's where it happens. But um, I've been, you know, I've been reading this book called The Way of the Superior Man, and it just talks about like energy, masculine, feminine, feminine energy, how it manifests itself. What's it called? The uh, The Ways of the Superior Man. Okay. And um. I I I read a lot, and I and I listen to a lot of like. And f- TED Talks and shit like that, and uh, NPR Radio, a bunch mm-hmm. of shit. Like I, I really sports radio. I really don't listen to music much. Um, I listen to music all the time, I should say, but like the I music know. that I want to listen to. Yeah. And so um, there was this woman who was uh, being interviewed, and she was talking about uh, inspiration. Right? Is it internal, or external? Where does it come from? Yeah. And she believes, you know, she believes that it's. An external force, like I believe we're all vessels, right? So she believes that there's an external force that comes and it wants to make itself present in this realm. And this, it wants to make itself present. But you have to treat it as such. And so she talks about how she talks to her inspiration. She's like, look, I don't know why you're trying to come to me right now. It's fucking three o'clock. You know, I have a five o'clock appointment. You know, I'm going to be in traffic for an hour. You know, after that, we got dinner. If you really <laughs> want to make yourself known, you got to come to me when I got time. I don't have time for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I read this article. Uh, I don't know how many years ago. Uh, I think it was the 25th anniversary of Thriller. And uh, Quincy Jones said that it would be him, Rod Temperton, James Ingram and Michael Jackson. They were going to the studio, but they would leave the door cracked. Because they were like, they will want God to make his way into the room, right? So you talk about this higher power. Like, so there is, every creation has a creator. Yeah. I believe that 100%. And so when these inspirations hit me, it's like, I just ride it out. I don't force it, you know? I did a, I did a project. I remember I had really tapped into it, you know? Like, I really tapped into it. 
I think I've been riding it for the past three years now. But I remember when I really, really tapped into it, I called OC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, oh, I'm fucking writing the best shit of my life. I can't even believe this. And O is like so cool. He's such a fucking grizzled. He's like, oh, so you'll never have writer's block. And I'm like getting nervous. Like, why the fuck would you say that? I'm telling you I'm feeling. He was like, no, you you know where to go. You've tapped into it. You know how to unlock it. It'll never happen for you again. Because now you've like reached the glow level. Yeah, you, you know, know how to, you know the you know keys where it is. to unlock the door. You know yeah. where, go get it. Right, so now when I'm in the studio, all right, come on. Yeah, but you can't just. That's so crazy to think about because I can't sit down and write. Like if you gave me a notebook right mm-hmm. now and told me to write five minutes of comedy, I would look like someone who had never done it before. Okay. But if I have nothing prepared and it's ten minutes before showtime, I'll have this like flood of knowledge that I just people will be like, "What the fuck." Not that I think I'm some great comedian because I haven't been doing it long enough to be gr- a great, you know. But I'll write one word down and a joke will just come on stage and I write on stage. That's how I write mm. because I can't for... But that's your studio. That's, that's my your, studio. That's, your that's, your that's my... Exactly. I need the pressure to be on. Kind some of. people... I, I think I, I... I know I do. I shouldn't say think. I... I um. I thrive under pressure. I, I I was formed like I was I was like forged in that fire, bro. Yeah. And so it's like um, you know, like um I find myself when I when I when I was married, you know, I had my kids young. I started having kids at like seventeen, eighteen. Oh um, really? Mm-hmm. Um, How old's your oldest? Twenty seven. Oh wow. hmm She's a doctor. Shout out to my daughter Zara. Congratulations. Thank you. And um she um like, I would need the TV on. I would need the kids running around. I would need the wife in there cooking. I needed the chaos because yeah. it made me hyper-focused. It made me hyper-focused on what the fuck it is that I got to do. Yeah. You know, so... Um, Thriving in chaos. That's what we started this conversation of yeah. talking about. See? Like Full circle. And it's just like finding that, that, that focus point. And so when I find that focus point, like with the music, like, you know, it'll be... You know, I'll, I'll hear it and I'm like, ah. And the words, like, literally, like, when, when Neo saw the numbers, flow, like, it, it just comes. Yeah. And I just let it. And I don't force it. I don't, I don't, you know. But I've been doing it for so long. Like, some people could watch me write a song in an hour or hour and a half. But I've been doing it so long. I know, I just, if you know, if you just, if I could get That's to your this schooling. line. Yeah. yeah, if I get to this line, I know I could get to this line and. I know I can get to this line, and, exactly, then, and then it's yeah. just like you know, it's just it's just putting a puzzle together. But like, I love the shit, and um, I don't know if y'all heard me. I said my daughter's a doctor. That's for real. Like, Congratulations! I, I, the fucking, like, like I wasn't supposed to be here at seventeen. Yeah, like, you feel me? And um, you know, so it's just like uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I, I this this thing called life is fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. Because I came here today like, you know, I'm going to sit here with Sam and fucking, you know, he's not going to buy me nothing to eat. He's probably not going to have any water. I know he's not going to have any chocolate chip cookies. You know what I mean? So, so. I'm usually better than that. I will be. On. This was a last minute trip. <laughs> like, he's not going to be any fucking cookies. I come with a good conversation. Yeah, but that. there's no fucking cookies. No like, I'll, take, I'll take a bad conversation next, with some good cookies. <laughs> the next time I see you, you better, man, then I'm going to have some chocolate chip cookies for you. Nah, this shit was fire, bro. This shit is fire. No, thank you so much for doing this. Honestly, of course, like, bro. I wanted to do it. Like, 
X had told me about you, and then uh, Retro P, um, Nicole Porter from Porterhouse Productions. Yeah, um, Retro P. That's you know that's her Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, it looks like yo, you got to tap in. Like he's dope, you know. And um, I tapped in. I saw the interview with Ito. Um, then I saw I saw your comedy. No, seriously. And the past maybe month or so, I just got hip to to Mark Norman. And I've been Mark Norman. I've been fucking uh, Jeff Die. I've been uh, Tom Segura. I've been you're diving uh, deep. Yeah, I've been uh, Dan Cummings. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like those so, are the guys I was listening to. Like yeah, starting so, out. But 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 it's the psyche of it, you know. And I heard Richard Pryor's uh, widow, you know, on uh, Sway. That might have started the comedy thing. Right, because it's always something. It's boxing. It's I want to see the mindset. I want to know how do you how do you get how do you become great? How do you tap into that? Yeah, like how the where the fuck do you go? Me? No, all these people like <laughs> you too. Like, but yeah. like all these people like because you know you 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 like there's only there's only so much boxing I can watch. There's only mm-hmm. so much. You know, I haven't been in the gym as much as I like to because I've just been grinding. You know, and that's that that fight when you go to the boxing gym. And it's you, and it's somebody else's will, and you got to look at this fucking person and know that their will is stronger than yours. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna beat this guy, and you got to say that to yourself. Like it's out, it's it's wild. But I got to keep fighting, and it's it's the craziest shit in the world. But um, that's funny how you just described that because that's how I would answer your question and st- what you just asked me and stand. Talk to me. I think it's a battle. I need to go up there and take over a room. Even if I know I'm not going to do it, I know I have to battle that room Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time. And they could hate me. When I started out, people would throw drinks at me. People would threaten to kill me. I've had cops threaten to arrest me because I was doing jokes that were anti-cop. Like, I just had to learn that no matter what, you got to stay in that fight. You do. And and, and I think that, um, you know, as far as artists are concerned, I believe that... um, the social commentary that's being told through some of the comedy, um, I think is out of this world. You know, Carlin being one of the best ever uh, in his last stand-up that was televised, like, that wasn't even fucking comedy. Like, you know, like, like holy shit. Like, if you could see the faces of the audience, it's like, wait, the, what the fuck did we come to? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Or when you, because when you, before anything, I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I I I identify I my fucking my pronouns are black man, right? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. So so it's like I I I'm so entrenched in the ideology of who I am and what that means and how it looks in this society. Like it means everything to me. And so when you hear Richard Pryor thirty years ago at a, 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 a I don't want to think the term LGBT was even around then, but at a rally. Uh, for um, for gays and lesbians, and he talks about how he's there in support of them, but they never show up for when a black person gets shot and killed. This is thirty fucking years ago. Yeah, this is the same shit Chappelle is talking about. Which today. is real shit that he's of, talking. Of course about. it is. It's like, of course it is. And 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 so when I talk to you know white faces in a room that don't know the nuances of the conversation that yes you can be black and yes you can be gay and yes you can be lesbian and yes you can be trans all those things can exist at the same time but at the same time you know there is something that's happening where 
those voices faces are absent you know and why yeah. why why are we not talking about that you may not agree it may be uncomfortable you know but it's a conversation that needs to be had because it is happening no one it i i 100% agree i um i think that representation is important and i that's why something i get scared that's something i get uncomfortable with with what i'm doing and with people getting a view on me because i don't i know how people are going to look if they don't listen to a conversation i have and i've been called like an outsider and i know i am and i have to like play that importantly but i also do think that the conversations that we're having are very important for people uh, to hear i i agree i mean i i i have this conversation all the time um and as as a black man in America and knowing the history of everything that black people have created in this country, right? From rock and roll to uh, jazz music to certain styles of dress to everything, to dance, um, to even some of the first films were white people in blackface imitating black people. Like, this is... like Comedy. Just, I like, mean, th th we're talking about American art forms are always based in not not, <laughs> not white. That's, yes. Honestly. But when it comes to my culture, and hip-hop is my culture, um, specifically my culture, um, when it is... You consider yourself an outsider, right? When, when, when I say to people... When I ask you, Irish, where's the kimono from? What do you say? Um, I would probably guess Japan. Right, the kimonos from Japan. We don't, we don't, yeah. we don't argue that, right? Yeah. When I ask you, where's mariachi music from? What would you say? Mexico. There's no fucking argument about that, right? Yeah. If I were to ask you, um, where would you get uh, anywhere in the world if you go get the best pasta? Where Where would you? Italy. Italy, yeah. right? There's mm -hmm. no fucking argument about that. But when you talk about hip hop, oh well, there's a culture for everybody. No. It started, like, give it, like, it's fine that everyone taps into it now. But the fact that it becomes, like, you know, an argument or, or an argument and a point of contention to say that, yo, this is a black art form. It is. Like, it's fine. Like, no, if, 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 if I wanted to go to a salsa class, mm -hmm. you would kind of expect a Latin person to be teaching the class, right? Yeah. Right. If I were to go to uh, a river dancing class, you would fucking, you know, yeah, yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. Like, that's where we met, <laughs> you know, like you would expect, you know, I, an Irish person yeah. to be teaching the class. You know, if I were to go to a class on how to fucking make uh, samurai swords. You would expect to see a Japanese person. If I were yeah. making dumplings, you would want to see an Asian person, which is fine. Other people may have adopted and learned the ways and can teach you, you know. But um, this comes from us. Like this is our voice, right? And so, other, when other people come in, and and like it's wild to me when someone from outside of the culture has the authority to dictate what is hot, what is real. What you should be listening to—that's so fucking. I don't. I know nothing about comedy. Yeah. I've never stood on fucking stage and tried to battle a room in that way, right? And for me to be like, oh well, yo, this fucking guy—he's he, no good. 
but I think maybe Conan might be a little bit better at that, right? I think no, I think totally. I think going to his show and doing stand up, like he he would be, you know, more apropos to say that that's fire. One hundred percent. But if I sat behind a fucking microphone, it's like, yeah, that shit is trash. Well, have you ever done comedy before? Oh no, no, I've, I've never done comedy before. Have you ever written a joke before? No. Have you ever seen like you know nothing about the process? Yeah. So like these people who critique the art, you've never lived in these conditions. You've never been subjected to the decisions that these people have had to make in order to fucking. You've never experienced the scar that you're witnessing now because 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 you're hearing the scar. That means they survived it. That's the only reason you fucking hear it. But the pain that it took, the shit that Benny had to go through to become Benny the Butcher. The shit that Nas had to experience to become fucking Nasir Jones, Nas the rapper, Jay's like, you yeah. didn't, you fucking have no clue. No, and that's, I was having a serious talk because I'm doing this show in the new year with Vivo. It's like a Vivo exclusive YouTube show. Mm-hmm. It's called Wrapped Up. It's like a spinoff of Bucked Up. Um, and at first it was going to be like a review show, but we don't want to review music. I don't, everything's good. I like everything. Like, I just want to talk about, like, I don't I I totally get what you mean where it's like you can't really critique something but it's also fun to critique something. Oh yeah, I like mean when I wasn't doing anything it was more fun to critique something than now when someone hates on my stuff it's like hey like I'm just doing this for me like yeah, yeah. and it does affect you. That's a real thing is like hate affects you. It not in how does it affect you in what way? It hurts. I don't like reading a negative comic. I don't like reading a comment talking about me being like, uh, like I don't know, some negative shit. Like it, I, it, it totally goes the other way for me. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I told you, like I, yeah. I, I, I suffer from detachment. Like it, it's, it's so much fuel, bro. Like, like, they're, they're, like, just imagine, like, being in a fucking room and proving the there's 99 people loving your shit, yeah. and you're focused on proving that. But one see, th- I hate myself more than whatever they're gonna say. That's how I feel about it. That's it's deep. like that's deep. Whatever you say, I've already thought that about myself, so you don't even need to. Say, it's like you don't need to say it. I already know that. Like, like, I got it. Shut the fuck up. I'm right? a stand up. Like, you don't think I'm up there trying to prove something? Like, I know, you I know, know, bro. Like, the mindset of the comic, like I, you know, from Richard Pryor and all the shit that he went through, right? So you listen to Richard Pryor's comedy is completely different than Eddie Murphy's. Yeah, they're coming from two different places, right? You can see if you just listening to him, you say, well, this probably he had a little bit more of a stable home bringing, yeah. upbringing, probably, you know, and it, they were raunchy in different ways, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, you listen to this shit, and there was just uh, there was this comedian by the name of Rashid Copeland. He passed away. You, are we familiar? No, with I don't know. F- Check phenomenal. out his stuff on Rashid Copeland. Rashid Copeland, and he had he had a a, a bit called uh, Uncle Dope, and he talked about his dopehead uncle, and I could have cried, real tears, like because it was funny, but it was so I know I have that uncle. Yeah, and it was just like it was out of control. But if you don't know, like if you don't know. Right, it's just funny on a surface level to you, but like that's somebody's real fucking pain, right? He's so, trying to explain. Yes. he's trying to get a room to laugh at something that he like that he probably didn't understand as a fucking kid. Like, yeah. what's happening here? Yeah. So when you hear again, we talk. I hit you about Mark Norman, right? So when you hear Mark Norman say shit like, uh, you know, um, I have a fear of intimacy and I can't make eye contact. Ha <laughs> No, he he's guys. He's really telling you. Yeah, he's really he's really talking to you. 
Like, listen to you. When you hear Richard Pryor talk about he was in a relationship with a transsexual, and when 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 she or he got their dick cut off, he wasn't interested anymore. Like, there was some real shit going on with Richard, yeah. right? It was a joke. Well, what? What happened? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I grew up in a whorehouse. What? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like what are you talking it's about? It's a joke, but it's real life. Yes, like, like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, like... You know, you listen to these stories that these people are weaving, the ones that are telling, like, the, being their most authentic self, right? You mm -hmm. know, some some of it is entertainment, which is cool. But the people that are really telling their stories, like, um, is wild, bro. The shit that people have gone through is, like, really, really wild, man. It is. And I, I we, we've done a long one. It's been, like, an hour and a half. I'm oh, surprised. Half? This is dope. But I, I feel that, and it's funny, I... Uh, like, my dad came to... I, I was headlining a show in Boston, and he came to the show, and it was awesome. It was a great show. And he had, like, one joke that I have, and he's like, you've, you've done that joke a long time. Like, it's, it's my Lil Wayne joke. Okay. I don't know. If, it's just... It's the one that's gotten the most views or something. He's like, you've done that a lot. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's time to retire that. And he said that to me, and I wasn't going to... I understand he's an outsider. He doesn't get it. But I was like, you don't understand that this like this comes from one of like the darkest places. Like it's silly and I don't really talk about dark stuff in it. But what made me write that joke mm -hmm. is something that like hurt me more, like affected me more than anything. And it's like I can't retire it cuz like I don't feel I don't feel like people understand me yet. So I have to keep doing it until I feel understood. That, and that's crazy, right? Because it's like um I said on um I said on the RX album, uh the last song on the album, which again shout out to XP because the last two records I were a hundred percent him. Like he pushed for these two records. And uh on Save the Spot, Save a Spot, I said, you know, um, how many times do I gotta tell you where I'm from until I'm finally free? You know, until I'm finally me. You know, self-image that I want the world. Like, how many times? Like, how many times do I have to fucking experience this and say this and relive that trauma? Yeah. You know, because y'all don't get it yet. Like, how many fucking times I got to tell you? You know, how many times I got to say it before I could fucking move to the next level? Because y'all haven't caught on yet. <laughs> Literally, yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, and, it, and it's so crazy because this shit that we do, bro. And this is why I'm sitting across from a 24-year-old white dude. This is why... Uh, I did a fucking album with a with a Mexican fucking rapper because yeah. the, the the universal there's a there's a there's a connectivity amongst all of us that when we tap into it and we find that commonality whatever that it could be the trauma it could be whatever it is for the most part I form trauma bonds yeah you know what I, I mean? I'm the exact yeah, same yeah, way I mean? I'll tell you my life story yeah. within like yeah. 24 hours of meeting you yeah like, that's what yeah. I'm saying so it was like. Okay, and it's like, um, you know, the mob mentality. I don't trust them if you don't got dirt on them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you, what? You just fucked, it's fucked, come on. You as fucked up as me, let's roll. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And For so, real. Yeah. I can tell when someone's holding shit back. And yeah. it's like, I don't trust you yeah, if you're holding fuck? shit like, back. Who the fuck you think <laughs> yeah. you are? I'll tell you my shit, yeah. but you better tell me yours. Yeah, like, too, oh, you got like. your shit together? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> no one has their shit together. Yeah, exactly. I you know the fucking richest people in the world to the fucking real drug addicts. Like, and... Some of the like I know if you're real or not. It and doesn't the drug matter. Drug addicts, where you man, are. they give it up, bro. I've learned. I've learned so much. I said, um, I, even on the, our, I said, I said, I, I learned devotion from, from addicts or something. I said that, like, you know, like because, I, that's, the the, the 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 level of dedication it takes, to get high every day. Yeah. 
other than shit and sleep, I don't think there's anything I do every day. No. Like there's there's no there's no vice that I have that I do every day. Yeah. And dope addicts get high every fucking day. Like that level of dedication and commitment is is fucking out of it should be applauded, it is bro. Wild. It should be applauded. It is wild, yeah. Whatever I have vices. And and I don't indulge every fucking day. And the fact that they're like, yo, I don't have a fucking job. I don't have a place to stay, but I'm getting fucking high today. Come on, man. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Is that where we're ending this shit? Like, like, yeah. the, <laughs> the life lessons of a dope addict. If you can learn anything from a fucking dope addict, <laughs> they have no resources, but they make dedication. it happen every day. Man, thank you so much. This was like for real one of my favorite conversations thank I've you, had. Bro. Like, thank you. You're this just saying awesome. that because I'm handsome. You see that right there? <laughs> you see look, that you've looked good this entire time. I'm not gonna lie, like Irish. Like, I'm glad I brought you along. Whoever, <laughs> like, he hooked me up. <laughs> thank you for the. Absolutely. Man, we didn't even talk. It. You have any shit coming out that you want to uh, promote? Listen R- to RX. Yeah, RX is out right now. Shout um, out XP. He's going to be coming on the podcast next time he's in the city. Shout out to like, my brother, XP to Marks. Man. Amazing dude. Great guy. Amazing. Love, it's my brother. I love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the producers on the project. Let me see if I can run them down real quick. We got Recognize Real. We got Sly Beats. We got OCR Beats. We got Ashra of LA. We got Buckwild. We got Rock Mars. We got SEL. We got uh, Malcolm Seth Arkin, and I think that's everybody. Oh, Arkin's dope. Yeah, he is yeah. super dope. I think that's everybody on the project. I had to close my eyes and look at the back of the album cover. Um, shout out I to still have the signed CD. Did we, did, did we give it from, to, yeah. to you? Like, did mm-hmm. we put your name on it? No. I got to get you one. I got to get you one. Uh, shout out to my man Cape Town that did the artwork. Dope artwork. Um, super dope. Shout out to DJ Clips, uh, Ill Word, and J Royale on the album. And just everybody that fuck with me, man. Like, seriously, I appreciate, you know, the support. I appreciate it, man. I love this shit. Thank you for having me, of man. Of course, man. I you was going to... Thank you. Okay. Peace out, everyone.